Hello there and welcome to Shrink Wrap. I'm Dr. Kernan Mannion. In this, our inaugural episode of Shrink Wrap, we're focusing on mind sense, a practical approach to understanding yourself and others. I think it's the Psych 101 that you always wanted. It's about you. So here we are, the inaugural piece on shrink wrap, getting mind sense out there. For the longest time, about two decades actually, I've been tweaking a framework of what we'll call self-psychology that I began developing when I was practicing clinical psychiatry. The reason for the publication derailment is, well, it's worth a book of its own, and I won't go into the crazy burnout and then whistleblower journey here. But let me say here, this MindSense framework saved my life. Not just figuratively, I mean psychologically vitally, keeping me mostly psychologically balanced as I traversed a treacherously challenging time. It has gotten the acid test, that's for sure. And as I've led workshops on it and shared it with many others and talks I've given, I know it's given others a whole new way of understanding themselves and of navigating some very tumultuous times in their own lives. It got started on a hunch. As a clinical psychiatrist, I was working with a young man who would suddenly have fits of anger which we in psychiatry and neuropsychiatry referred to as intermittent explosive disorder. And he immediately felt embarrassed about them after he blew up at or in front of another person. And he had no idea where they came from, out of the blue. Now, he did have a neurological basis for having that immediate release of the anger. Numerous brain-based syndromes can cause a condition known as disinhibition. Disinhibition. It's most frequently related to something affecting the brain's frontal lobes. These remarkable sections of our brain control what's known as our executive functions, our ability to think conceptually, to imagine doing something in the future and to weigh the rights and wrongs of something in the moment. Both frontal lobes monitor our way of being in the world and regulate our social behavior, reining in our raw impulsivity. They are the disciplined adult to our otherwise childish behavior, continuously reminding us to exercise social decorum, Interestingly, they don't just remind us, they actually have a way of screaming internally, stop, don't say it, or whoa, don't throw that punch quite now. Were it not for these gray jello blobs sitting above our eyeballs, we'd all be just a bunch of reactive brutes spewing forth our vulgar invective at the merest slight. Yes, I bet I know what you're thinking. Hey, isn't that already going on? Just look at all the drive-by verbal assaults in the digital world. And yes, you're right. One heck of a lot of vulgar reactivity and disinhibition is going on on social media and elsewhere. 
But that kind of reckless impulsivity is more likely the result of an untrained, unrestrained mind, which has been given full permission and even rewarded for it to romp around in naked, disinhibited excess. Not all disinhibition is frontal-lobe pathology-based, however, but we'll save that debate for another neuropsychiatric musing. Rather, what I was interested in better understanding in this otherwise wonderful, eminently likable guy was not so much why he lost it periodically. We all do. I was curious, why so much anger? It's one thing to get angry when someone throws a punch at you. You may respond with equally intense anger or perhaps fright at the, as the provoking stimulus was intense and caused in you a correspondingly intense reaction. But going ballistic because the barista forgot to add two packets of sugar? Surely there's more anger there than two teaspoons of sucrose. So the question occurred to me, where else was this anger coming from? Was it coming just from one previous recent event? Perhaps a series of events. Consultants often ask a series of five whys. That's W-H-Y-S, five whys. After each response, you ask, and why that happened? And then again to the next response and the next. And you start to establish a sort of chain of causality, or at least a linkage of how things are related. Similarly, I asked him, what was going on 10 minutes before, an hour before your explosion? Did something bother you then? And so we tracked it down over the preceding 72 hours. Turns out no one event was of major consequence, but each recalled event had a dollop of anger to it. And that parcel of anger may have risen to the surface then or not. It might have been completely inconsequential. But what I noted was that each dollop was like, likely getting stored somewhere, building up, so that what we were actually seeing was a straw that broke the camel's back phenomenon. And this was a real aha moment for both of us. The anger excursion that occurred was not just a reaction to the crime of sugar packet negligence. Crucify, crucify, you can imagine yelling the patrons, the venti lattes in their hands, crucify. No, that was just the icing on top. There was the dealing with the parking lot ticket, and then not having money, and then getting wet from a puddle splash just before coming in. And then there was the boss making a mean jab at you last week. And, and, and all that anger, little and not so little packets of it, all sitting there in the unmetabolized anger bucket like a powder keg. 
wow, I thought. I bet that happens with other emotions too, like anxiety and sadness. And, and of course, that led to thinking about what really are our primary emotions? Do we have positive ones? And if so, what would that buildup look like? And off I sailed on this odyssey of exploring emotions and deposits of emotion into buckets and sudden toxic discharges. And what's it look like if you add a bucket of sadness and throw in some worry, anxiety, blending these three powerful emotions into affect pools? Oh my, indeed cesspools of toxic negative emotion. So this led to my wanting to understand what exactly produces emotion and how does the body itself show emotion and how do our behavioral responses relate to this cascade of emotion. Perhaps the biggest discovery in this exploration was how we unconsciously bring in issues and events from the recent and remote past, and how that significantly alters the emotion mix, almost invariably making it more toxic, and how that was directly related to what in psychodynamic theory is referred to as a theme. We're all familiar with them, maybe just not by that name, but we all know the cumulative experience of rejection, unattractiveness, unlovability, victimhood. There's a slew of themes out there, and there's not a person alive who doesn't have one or more maladaptive themes that are playing a negative role in their life. We all have them, even if we've psychologically worked on them. And I assure you, I have mine. I put together a brief overview of the core sense of the mind sense model and what I believe it can do to help us understand ourselves better. And in the written article, I have actually put the link and I'll put that in the podcast notes as well. In addition to a diverse table of content, Shrinkwrap will serve as an ideal platform to share the overarching framework and each of the components of my MindSense model. I'm putting the final touches on a MindSense Fundamentals e-course and plan to roll it out in the next month. And as I'm doing that, I thought it'd be great to share each of its parts here in digestible bites because I'm really excited about what the approach offers, not only in heady understanding, you know, the cognitive stuff, but in actually helping us better manage our emotions and our overall psychological lives. You've heard the phrase, know thyself, as in K-N-O-W, know thyself. Now, I won't be so grandiose to say that mind sense is the be-all and end-all of psychology, the penultimate tool to know thyself. But I'd like to think that if the wise ancient Greeks had it available, then maybe Aristotle would have 
written a glowing forward to the MindSense scrolls. So do check out the MindSense video. It's less than 30 minutes, and it'll give you the gist of what the model's about. Because once you have that framework down, the big picture of all of the working parts, then you're ready to see exactly how your mind jumbled and tossed about as all of ours are, is actually inviting, actually begging for you to learn how to harness its strengths and gain a deeper understanding of yourself and of all others as we all find our way along this challenging human journey. I'm Dr. Kernan Mannion, and you've been listening to Shrink Wrap. Stay well. Take care.